Best in Chat Radio, designed just for you. Good morning. Kurt Sumner here with the NSPS Radio Hour. Today my guest is John Hohall. Welcome, John. Thank you. Many of our listeners will know John's name. John has been active in our national organization, whatever it might have been called, over time for a long, long time. I'm going to let John talk to us about that. Uh, John's, well, I don't know if primary is the right thing because you get involved in so many things we do, John, uh, like the, the whole thing for employment advertisements. I'm, I'm always amazed at how many of those we, we get in, but uh, you know, maybe we'll touch on that. But John's, John's primary activity over uh, the last few years has been as what is known as head of delegation from NSPS to FIG, which is the International Surveying Organization, and we've talked about FIG on the program before, but I wanted to follow up this time with some more information about what's happening there and uh, our involvement and other things that we uh, we need to be involved in, and some a couple of current things that's going on, John, we can talk about are the the measurement standards initiatives that have been going on for the last couple of years, and I've been involved in those at least um, as part of the group. Uh, I haven't been able to travel to any of their meetings. They've, I think they met in Kuala Lumpur, and I don't know if they met somewhere else face-to-face or not, but um, we can we can chat about that a little bit. So anyway, just welcome to the show. It's always great to have you with me or just to chat with you in general. Well, thank you. Just for background, and for those who don't know you, John, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background and your relationship with uh, with ACSM and NSPS, um, long-standing. Um, I guess my first uh, involvement was probably through working on conferences with all the all the work you've done there over the years. Um, but you've you've done more than those kind of things. So. If you would, just tell our audience a bit about you and then talk about your relationship here. Sure. Um, I guess I, I first uh, joined ACSM back in 1979, and like you say, I've been involved through the years uh, on the conference planning committees, and I was on the committee, and um, then when Gary Kent, who had been chair of the committee, became president, uh, I took over as chair of, of that committee, and had had quite a bit of involvement in, in that. I've also been involved with FIG, the International Federation of Surveyors, uh, since attending my first Congress in Switzerland in 1981. I've uh, I've attended all the other all the subsequent uh, working weeks and congresses since then, with one exception. I did not uh, was unable to attend the the one that was in uh, in Stockholm a few years ago, which which I know you. You attended, and um, currently, like you say, I'm, I'm head of the delegation uh, representing NSPS in FIG, um, and I'm also president of the FIG Foundation, which is an educational-type foundation that's designed to help uh, support surveyors in, in, in learning and expanding of their, uh, their uh, capabilities within within the surveying profession. Is the foundation solely donations from individuals or corporate corporations? Or? Uh, we'll, we'll take uh, donations from, from anyone. Our, our main funding source is uh, primarily uh, during the, the working weeks and congresses where 
uh, a portion of each person's registration fee goes to the foundation. I think currently it's uh, 10 euros. And then in addition, we also have a foundation dinner where uh, a certain amount of the, the cost of the, of the ticket goes to the foundation. And in addition, um, Trimble Navigation, since 2010, has been a supporter of the foundation and each year has contributed 25,000 euros uh, to the foundation. And then in addition, when people register for the meetings, they have the option to, to give an additional uh, donation if they choose. The, um, the uh, foundation has been in existence since 2006, but it, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, since, um, since 1999. And um, I became president in 2003, uh, Holger Mago had been president prior to that, and I've been president since 2003. And uh, we had a very good year in 2002 when we had our first dinner where um, uh, Jack Dangerman, as you may recall, was one of the keynote speakers for the FIG Congress, which was held in Washington that year. And he put up a challenge that he would uh, give uh, a $25,000 donation if we could match that and Luckily, we did during during the, the Congress, so we we, uh, we started out with a, a really good uh, basis from that point. That's a good way to start off. Isn't it? Yes, it, it definitely is. Yeah, and I guess was that did that coincide when you were talking about Holger? Um, did that coincide with when he became president? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he'd been chair of of the foundation, and then when he. And maybe that might even be worth talking about, and I'll get back to that in just a second. What I was going to say was 10 euros per attendee at FIG conferences is not insignificant in itself because those conferences usually draw several thousand people, right? Exactly, yes, 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 absolutely. And and as an example, in the last few years, uh, we've been uh, supporting to a great extent young young surveyors and young surveyors' meetings uh, for example, we uh, we supported uh, young surveyors meetings in Europe and in Asia. We supported uh, eight young surveyors to go to the last Congress, which was held last year in Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur. We selected one from each continent, plus two additional from developing countries. And the young surveyor from uh, North America was a young surveyor from Minnesota, John Gustafson, who who represented the North America, and that's that's a continuing uh, group. And we just had a group uh, of our, I guess, our young surveyors. We had a meeting just recently in Ohio when we were doing our our business meetings. Exactly. Oh, we were chatting about the presidency. Uh, for those in our audience who have served as president of a state society or a national society or chamber of commerce or Kiwanis Club or whatever it may be. Um, everybody will, who has done that or been around that understands what a commitment that is. But it kind of pales in comparison for our one-year terms, although a- as a president uh, in a lot of our societies you serve as vice president, president-elect, president, past president. So it's, it's a bit of a commitment. But the commitment for the FIG president is actually much more in, involved. It's almost it's like a job, right? 
Yeah, it's it's four years, and it it uh, really represents a lot of uh, travel. As an example, the current uh, president is Christy Poitso, who's a professor at um, a university in Greece, and uh, her term just began at the beginning of the year. The prior president, uh, who, which was Chi Haitio from Malaysia, in his previous four years, um, he was averaging almost 200,000 miles a year traveling uh, around the world, visiting different uh, countries and, and meetings and so on. Um, FIG has um, members in over 120 countries and represents over over a quarter of a million servers worldwide. So it's a like you say, it is uh, almost a full-time job just doing that. And, and uh, Tao visited us a couple of times while he was yes. president. Yes, yes. He even visited uh, during one of the NSPS uh, business meetings in Washington. Now, am I correct that, and I know that he is a practitioner. Yes. What he, I was he, going to say is, isn't it a little unusual for practitioners to take on that job? As 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 compared to government officials or or professors or whatever. Yeah, they they they're um, they're somewhat far and few between. Um, generally speaking, uh, most of the presidents have come from academia or or government. Uh, the previous president that had actually uh, been a practicing surveyor prior to Teo was actually. Bob Foster, who was the FIG president from the U.S. You know, during our Congress term, and uh, so yes, it's uh, it's 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 it's. Ter- I shouldn't say it's traditional, but it's it's more typical to to have uh, people coming out of those areas. And I think one of the reasons is the fact that um, they have a bit more latitude in terms of being able to put in such a commitment, because, like you say, it is basically a, a full-time job during that four-year term. Yeah, and as as, a, as practitioners, all the people who listen to this show and uh, people who are, have been in leadership for us recognizing what a commitment it is and the impact it can have on, on your business, not that it's bad for business, but it certainly takes your time away uh, to do any of these and to make that commitment for such a long period of time um, is, is a big deal. And I don't know... Um, how large Teo's company was or is, uh, or even the one Bob was in, if they had plenty of support staff or not. But um, I, my recollection is that Bob Bob didn't have a huge company, I don't think, did he? No, I mean, he, he was basically himself. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, and Teo's company, I, I believe, had about has about 60 people in it. So um, he was able to delegate and, and basically step away for that length of time. Right. Yeah, and and that's kind of tough, but but again, I don't know if you mentioned this uh, a minute ago as I was making notes to myself here, uh, but there is some level of compensation for that president, right, while they're in office. Uh, no. Oh, I, I was mistaken about that. Then I always I was always under the impression that there was some level of of support. Now, obviously, the travel support and all those kind of things are taken care of, but not a. Not a financial support in no, terms of no, no, it's, it's of, all basically volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes it even more uh, amazing then that that people who are earning a living through being in business and may not necessarily have their salary carried on uh, in doing this job. That that's quite a commitment. 
I mean, especially when it's a four-year term. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. So, getting back, we got a minute or so for our first break, but your background in NSPS basically came through uh, the vendor side, right? Correct, yes. Mm -hmm. And so you were um, involved in, that's one of the reasons you got involved in our conferences, obviously, is because you were on that side of things. And uh, we that's something we need to try to reestablish, I think, is uh, as we're moving forward. And as you know, we did a conference last year. We're going to do another one this year. And hopefully we'll continue that and leading up to what, what we'll talk about a little bit later, maybe an opportunity for us to host another FIG conference uh, down the road. But building back that group of people that you are so involved in to help us make sure this can be a success is a really big deal for us. And so maybe we're 10 seconds away, so I'll just say when we come back, maybe we can chat about that just a little bit when we come back. Sure. Want to know if your Shonstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Shonstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. FIG in particular, and John's in involvement as we uh, have moved along. Um, and before the break, John, we were chatting a little bit there about uh, the whole FIG structure and what have you. And I, I don't know, at least from the leadership side um, and, and our involvement and that type of thing. Um, I don't, and I want to continue that as much as we need to. One of the things I do want to cover, though, and, and before you go into this next one, if you want to cover something else we've been talking about, that's great. But it might be good to, to talk about the governance structure of FIG, how that works, what, how the commissions work, and you know what our role in all of that is, too. So if you want to go back to the conferencing side a little bit, we can do that before we move ahead. Uh, sure. Did you want to start with the structure then first? or Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Okay. 
Um, yes, like we like we were saying, um, the president serves a four-year term. The current term uh, runs from 2015 through 2018. As I stated, the president is Chrissy Pozzo from uh, Greece, and then there's four vice presidents on what's called the FIG councils, like the board of directors. Uh, there's Peng Pei Cheng from China, Diane Dumashi from the UK, Bruno Razi from Italy, and Rudolf Steiger from Germany. And then, like you had referred to, the, the, there are ten commissions, and the, the ten commissions lead FIG's technical work, and then each member association appoints a delegate to each of the commissions. And uh, each, uh, each of the ten you know, cover a different area, in the broad scope of, of surveying, and of course, we can talk about this a little bit later too. But the definition, the FIG definition of surveyors, a much broader definition than what we are, you know, what we normally think of a, a of a surveyor. But um, the ten commissions include Commission One, which is professional practice, and the chair is Brian Coots from New Zealand, and basically it covers. Uh, Anything to do with uh, the surveying profession, the professional practice, legal aspects, organizational structures, standards and certification, code of ethics, and so on. And um, you you have served um, and have attended a number of FIG working weeks in in a Congress as the NSPS delegate to that. Uh, I believe your first working week was in, in Hong Kong. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Commission 2 is professional education, and the current chair of that is Lisa Groenvoet from the Netherlands. The NSPS delegate is Steve Frank, who had been the prior chair of that commission. And that uh, basically deals with curriculum development, to learning and teaching methods and technologies, um, continuing professional development, networking, in education and training, e-learning, and things like that. Commission three is spatial information management, and the current chair is Enrico Raspoli from Italy, and the NSPS delegate is Bob Foster, who is a past FIG president, also a past ACSM president. Um, and that covers the management of spatial information about land, property, and marine data, a spatial data infrastructure and data collection, um, knowledge management for SIM and business models and so on. Commission four is uh, hydrography, and that's um, the chair is Angela Tunovavit from Nigeria. Uh, we currently do not have a delegate. It, that had been Jerry Mills, who retired from NOAA, and we're working with NOAA and the National Ocean Service to uh, fill that position. And that hydrographic commission basically deals with hydro hydrographic surveying, education, and, and training. Commission five, positioning and measurement. The current chair is Volker Schweiger from Germany, and the NSPS delegate is Dan Roman from NGS, who will be putting his name in next year at the working week in New Zealand uh, to see about being elected for the next four-year term as chair of that commission. And Commission 5 uh, basically covers the signs of measurement um, and uh, geodesic uh, applications and so on, including the GPS. 
and then commissioned six engineering surveys. Is uh, the chair is Ivo Milov from Bulgaria, and the NSPS delegate is John Hamilton, and basically deals with, uh, like its term implies, uh, engineering surveys, monitoring systems, measuring systems, uh, civil engineering, deformation, and so on. Commission 7 is Cadaster and Land Management. Uh, the chair is Gary Schwernack from uh, Austria. And the NSPS delegate is Don Bueller, who's uh, Chief Surveyor for the BLM. And that covers Cadaster Land Management and the Land Administration. And uh, a big part of that is uh, helping in the development of pro-poor land management in developing countries. Commission 8. Spatial Planning and Development. The chair is Kwame Tanaru from Ghana. Uh, we do not currently have a delegate for that, and that basically, that commission covers regional and local structure planning and rural and urban land use planning. And uh, information, informal settlements issues and spatial development planning and governance. Uh, commission 9 uh, is the valuation and the management of real estate. The current chair is uh, Steve Nystrom, uh, who is from the U.S. and a member of NSPS, and he is also our delegate, and that basically covers the valuation, investment in real estate, and investment planning, finance, and land use feasibility, and so on. And finally, Commission 10 is construction economics and management, and the chair is Siwang Ong from Malaysia. Um, we do not have a delegate to that because uh, we don't have any equivalent um, area that, that we have in, in the survey that, that we do, so we, we do not uh, participate in that, in that commission. And then in addition to that, they also have... Uh, a number of um, task forces that are set up as, as well, and, and that varies from year to year based on, on their needs. And uh, and the commission meetings uh, you were talking about earlier, there there are you have the Congress that happens every four years, or, mm -hmm. yeah, and then in between you have the working weeks, and that seems to be where a lot of the commission's work takes place. Is that correct? Yes, that's that's correct. And in addition, they also have a separate um, annual meeting as well. That, that's typically uh, separate from from the working with or or the Congress. So each commission has its own meeting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, do they normally do that as an independent uh, activity, or do they try to get together somewhere when where there's a meeting of like minds, so to speak? Um, more often than not, it's a separate meeting. Um, as an example, this month, later this month, uh, Commission 3 and Commission 7, so Commission 3 is spatial management and Commission 7 is cadastre and land management, will have a joint annual meeting in, in Malta. So um, it, they, they definitely move, uh, move around the globe and, and have it in many different, uh, different areas. And all of those expenses other than travel... Are, pre are covered by FIG, right? No. No, no. All, all, all those, all those expenses are basically paid by uh, a, a person's own, own self. No, I understand that. I, I was talking more about the 
uh, arranging for the location. Oh no, no, that's uh, that's all uh, that's all handled by the the commission uh, leadership. But um, but again, you know, that's uh, there, there's there's no there's no funding that comes from FIG for that. So I, I was mistakenly thinking that perhaps through the the headquarters they they orchestrated those meetings, but the commission the commission chairs I guess are actually responsible Correct. for making yes. that happen. Okay, all right, yes. that 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 makes sense. It's probably worth mentioning here in our last couple of minutes in this segment that the NSPS delegation actually is a a collaborative effort uh, with NSPS and AAGS. Absolutely. Um, and as people listen to the things you were talking about, each of those commissions being involved in. It uh, it makes really good sense, and of course that that collaboration began back in the days when there when there was an ACSM and and we had a surveying group and a geodesy group and a cartography group and a GIS group. But um, that collaboration certainly is helpful to us as we try to fulfill our duties. Right. Yeah. I mean, FIG uh, started in 1878, and it wasn't until 1959 that uh, ACSM joined. So. Um, I mean, we, we've been a member for quite a while, and, and it has evolved, like you said, through the years. And and AAGS, you know, definitely does uh, participate quite a bit, I, primarily in Commission Five and Commission Six. But and so um, I'm gonna I want to have you talk about how issues actually work themselves through, um, um, but we only got a two or three minutes left in this segment, so uh, maybe we have time for that. But another thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that FIG actually addresses more global and social issues than you, than a typical surveying society might, correct? Yes, absolutely. And they sit on a number of um, boards, uh, uh, including uh, the International Standards Union, and uh, they have... Uh, Quite a quite a few partnerships with uh, quite a number of uh, United Nations uh, areas as well. So absolutely, and and including the, even in areas like the World Bank. Yeah, I was going to mention the World Bank. It seems the last few times I've run across folks from FIG have been here in D.C. when they've been meeting on. Now, is that something they do regularly, or do they do that primarily when there's an issue? No, it's an annual conference that they have. It's called the World Bank uh, Conference on Land and Poverty, and it's basically uh, a joint conference between the World Bank and, and FIG plays a, a, a very big role in that. So they, they cover about, I would say, about one-third of the sessions that are during this conference are basically uh, FIG sessions. So. And, and for our audience, um, part of that, relationship comes about because of the thought that good land management and ownership of land structures and those types of things play a role in, in this whole idea of land of uh, the issues that come up in the, on the world stage, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah the, the big part is, is the, land, uh, the land ownership and just the proper documentation of land rights and, and boundaries. Yeah, and maybe that's something we can talk about a little bit when we come back to varying uh, land ownership and, and management issues around the world that that are important to everyone and and obviously to us as well. So when we get back, we can we can talk about that a little bit, and um, and then I want to talk more about some of the other activities on the international stage that 
that I've gotten involved in somewhat, and I know you have too, through uh, through relationships with FIG. So let's go to our uh, second break, and we'll be back and chat about those things. Want to know if your Shonstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Shonstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. When we last were leaving there, John, we were talking about the whole idea of land management issues and land ownership issues on the international scale and why that's important not only to FIG but important to all of us. I think pretty much everybody, regardless of how remote we may feel sometimes, realizes that international relationships and activities back and forth are important and and I don't know that FIG strives for uniformity in those necessarily but certainly has an interest in how they operate. Oh ab- absolutely and, and in fact um, FIG has worked especially closely with with two uh, UN agencies the uh, United Nations Human Settlements Program which is called UN Habitat and also the Food and Agricultural Organization FAO and in fact, um, FIG has put together what's called the Global Land Tenure Network for UN Habitat and United Nations uh, agencies to help do this exactly. And and in fact, they've uh, they've uh, worked on and put together some specialized software to to help that. Where where even in these developing countries, they can they can, they can use it to, uh, to help put this together. So when you mentioned that FIG began in 1878 and ACSM came along in 1985, 1989. 
uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I wrote it down backwards almost. Um, from the very beginning, has it been tied to these global issues this way, or was it more uh, from a practice perspective, maybe like a state or national organization at one point? Well, you know, obviously neither of us were around back in the <laughs> but, but from what I understand, it was um, a number of European countries were invited to uh, participate in a, um, a French conference in, in Paris in 1878, and it, they, it they, they got together and basically established that, and a big part of it was just to have uniformity similar to what uh, is being involved with the IPMS, the international, you know... Um, the property management, yeah. Property, yeah, property measurement, yeah, uh, system, and so on, standards. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically where it came about, and then... As more and more countries came on board, then they realized that uh, they needed to be able to, uh, you know, work together on on wider issues. And uh, originally, FIG had three official languages, which they still do, uh, which was the uh, originally uh, French, German, and English. But uh, traditionally, over the last probably 15 years, um, all the sessions have been in English uh, unless the local uh, country that is hosting the meeting uh, then provides so no local translation. As an example, um, the working week this year was in Sofia, Bulgaria, and the Bulgarians as, as hosts uh, had translation services for their, uh, for their members so that they could follow through in Bulgarian if they you know, did not know English. Pardon me, I was writing something down as we were talking. Um, and, yeah, talking about the, the issues that come up in FIG, FIG puts out a lot of publications. Yes. And, and they have a lot of, I don't know if standards and guidelines is the right terminology to use, but they a lot of, of helpful, I think, um, publications. And maybe you want to chat about those a little bit. Yeah, they, they not only put out a lot of publications, they also uh, generate a lot of papers at these conferences. Traditionally, at a, a working week or a congress, uh, they'll have anywhere from 600 to 1,000 papers that are presented, and about uh, 25 to 30 percent of them are peer-reviewed so that um, you know they meet all the scientific technical standards for being uh, published in a, in a peer-reviewed journal. And uh, the, um, in addition to that, they also... Uh, have a bi-monthly e-newsletter that people can sign up for, and uh, there's a lot of information that is uh, communicated through that. And then one other really excellent source that a lot of people aren't familiar with is it's among the uh, permanent institutions they have. They have uh, two permanent institutions. Uh, One is called the International Institution for the History of Surveying and Measurement, uh, but the other is the International Office for Cadastre and Land Records, and uh, it's called the OICRF, and they have a repository of tens of thousands of articles and uh, uh, basically uh, references dealing with all 
all issues dealing with uh, with surveying and so on. And so uh, they have a very good library resource as well. But uh, if you go on the FID website, you can look under resources and, and see all the publications that are that have been published. Uh, you know, some of the recent ones they've uh, published have been updates on issues to do with uh, you know hydrographic issues, um, dealing with uh, marine environments, uh, boundaries, and and so on. So it, it it covers they cover all aspects as well to a, to a to a big extent. And we used to see, and maybe those I don't recall seeing any lately. We uh, we would receive. Um, maybe a packet of, of the little booklets that they put together. Every time I see one, uh, they have nothing to do with each other, but, but just because of my involvement and the other thing. It reminds me of when I see the, the Surveying Merit Badge Handbook because they're kind of that same size when you get them. Right. And uh, I, are they still sending those out in paper form all the time, or is yeah, everything yeah, pretty much do. online they, now? They, uh, they're, they're all... Of course, in in digital as PDFs online that you can get, but uh, they also have them in hard copy too. And they they typically send out the current ones uh, when they send uh, you the the agenda, for example, for the upcoming working week mm-hmm. or Congress. So it's typically included in, in in that mailing. So is it is it normal that countries? around the world would look at these standards, if that's the right word, guidelines that are put out by FIG and formation of their own sets of rules. I'm understanding, of course, we in uh, Europe have had our own standards for for a really long time, but do they do they get a lot of um, usage in people forming rules for practice or, or practice standards and that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they definitely use it as a, as a basis, and, and especially in countries uh, that um, you know where they've they've had involvement with you know the Millennium de- Development uh, Standards and and so on, um, FIG has worked very closely with uh, the Millennium Development Corporation in, in putting together standards that would deal with uh, with land issues and, and surveying issues in general. Yeah, and, and you were mentioning earlier the uh, the IPMS thing, or maybe you mentioned that during the break. Um, a couple of things that are going on right now are the International Property Measurement Standards and International Man- Land Measurement Standards groups that are, um, I, th- I can't remember, but it seems to me on the property management side, there's probably, what, 50 countries involved in that now, or, or at least a, a part of that discussion? Yeah, actually, I think it's... I think it's up to 70 now. Okay. I knew that every time I get an email, it's somebody else is wanting to, to join the group. And right. I, I think it's important to mention for that one in particular, and because I've been involved in it, that what they're talking about in setting property management standards is not the how, but what. Exactly. Um, right. and, and people get kind of whacked out sometimes <laughs> because you talk about property measurement standards and they're like, oh, they're going to tell us how to measure. That's really not what they're talking about. It's they're looking for uniformity in how you and what you measure. So when somebody gets a report on information, everybody understands what it means. Well, I mean, I mean, here's here's a, here's a good example. You know, in some parts of the world, it is established practice to include common space like an elevator shaft or a communal hallway in the floor area measurements. At others, it's not. 
some others even include off-site parking or even swimming pools. So, I mean, you know, to be able to, you know, just have standardized measurement, um, they've already completed, you know, the, the one that, uh, like, like you had said, and they're also uh, working on, um, you know, that was for office buildings, and they're currently working on residential buildings, and then uh, there will also be one for industrial buildings and retail buildings that will follow after, after those other standards have been set. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice way to have everything globally you know, speaking the same language, so to speak. Yeah, and when I look at the organizations that have people involved in that in the property management side of it, uh, or property measurement side of it, um, there are a lot of organizations there that understandably are interested in that, but wouldn't necessarily, in my mind, have been people I would have thought initially would be FIG members. Right. But yep. but certainly it's important to them. Right. Right. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that's. Uh, that's uh, why you know FIG you know gets involved in in all these different areas because of their people don't realize the significance of of how all this can come together. It's uh, it, it's really really important. I mean, you know, FIG, um, for example, is involved with the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs, which you wouldn't think. It would be logical, but at the same time, that's where you know GPS is discussed. So I mean, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's things like that. And of course, uh, one of the one of the big uh, organizations that uh, FIG uh, is involved is what's called the Joint Board of Spatial Information Societies, which is like the uh, International Association of Geodesy, International Cartographic Association, International Hydrographic. Organization, you know, uh, ISPRS, you know, photogrammetry and remote sensing, and the Global Spatial Data Infrastructure. So, I mean, as well as the International Society for Mine Surveying. So, I mean, it's um, it's all these other sister organizations, so to speak, that you know, you know, definitely need to have this communication line so that uh, you know you you don't uh, so-called reinvent the wheel or uh, do something that maybe you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and and like we were saying earlier, I think it's great for that that collaboration so that when you talk to someone about what you're going to do, both sides understand what that means. Absolutely. Um, and that that's so important in in any relationship, you know, sometimes we go do our work and and we almost look at it as a uh, for lack of a better term, an academic exercise where we're going out to do this, but but somebody's actually going to use this work. So it's really important that whoever that end user is uh, across the board can be comfortable that that the, whatever they're looking at means the same one place as it does another. And here we are, by the way, 10 seconds away from our last break. Okay. So let's go do that. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about uh, how FIG works. Getting into underground utility location? If so, you'll want to know about the Schoenstatt Instrument Company's MPC kit, a multi-purpose combo for locating both ferrous objects and underground pipes and cables. And because it consists of two instruments in one package, it qualifies for trade-in allowances on two locators, any kind, any make, any condition. Contact your dealer for details. 
or visit www.shonstat.com. That's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As we go through our last session, John, I want to talk about a number of things. I want to, I want to talk about the networking uh, situation that arises through this collaboration, which is important in anything you do, uh, as well as looking down to the future. I mentioned early in the show we were looking at perhaps trying to uh, put together uh, sponsorship or or. I guess that's the right word for a, a conference here uh, for 2022. But before we do, I want to talk a, a bit about the delegations. Not every organization, I don't know if the delegations themselves are the same size because you'll have your voting delegates and then you'll have people on your commissions uh, who just come to attend the commissions and those kind of things. But um, in terms of how the process works when you get into the to the to the meeting of the of the of the Congress or the board to talk about issues and vote on how FIG is going to move forward. Well, sure. Well, like we had previously discussed, we ha- we have the the council, you know, which is basically the board of directors, and then the commissions, the ten commissions, that do the technical work. Uh, but there's also the general assembly, and that's where each member association. Uh, is represented. So, for example, the uh, member association from the U.S. is NSPS. As an example, uh, from Canada, it's Canadian Institute of Geomatics. But, um, yes, uh, each uh, member association then can vote on on the various things that that are brought up in the General Assembly. Uh, and, And the voting in the past used to be each member association had a single vote. That changed uh, all about two years ago, where now it's based on the number of members you have. So if you have, uh, I believe it's if you have under 500, you have one vote. And if you have between 500 and 2,000, uh, you have two votes. And if you have over that, then you have three votes. And uh, so... uh, NSPS fits in, into the final category, uh, and that was brought about because uh, s- 
some other countries that that had more members. I mean, some member, uh, for example, uh, RICS, the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors, Rex has um, about 125,000 members, but uh, the majority of the members are actually quantity surveyors, which basically have to deal deal with real estate issues more than land surveying. But 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 anyway, that's that's where that came about, and. Uh, the General Assembly then, then votes on issues that are brought up, and many times are brought up through the through the technical mission, through the technical commissions. So, under the new structure, rather than um, the one vote where it's cast, I guess, by our lead person, uh, do we have three people who vote now, or all those three votes still come through, through our one, lead person? Through one individual, yes. Okay, so in other words. And SPS would cast its three votes for X, right? Exactly. Or against X, it wouldn't be. We'll we'll vote two of our delegates to that one and one to the other. That's not the way it works. No, that's right. Okay, that's so correct. then your your delegation then has to come to consensus. Yes. Uh, when when votes come up. Right. Okay, that that makes good sense. Um, what might be a typical issue that comes up? Well, I mean, it can range anywhere from things like where the, the future meetings are going to be held. Uh, there's going to be uh, issues dealing with um, changes in, in the statutes of, of FIG if, if they want to make ch- changes in, in how FIG is governed. If they want to if they want to add task forces to cover certain issues, um, one one thing that's going to be brought up that I that I brought up. Uh, uh, basically representing NSPS and CLGE, the uh, European Council of Genetic Surveyors, which is similar to NSPS in Europe, they have uh, 54 member countries, was to uh, you know have the General Assembly uh, approve the concept of a global surveying day uh, celebration, and uh, basically it came about because of uh, you know our our. Annual National Surveyors Week and CLGE has their European Day of the Surveyor, which is basically in the middle of our surveying week. They they did that on purpose, so it would be a, a joint thing. So together uh, we worked together and felt that if you can have you know National Pick Strawberries Day, uh, you can certainly have a you know a, a global Surveyors Day. To recognize the importance of the, the surveying profession, and those types of issues, I think, really point out the whole uh, the collaboration thing and the and the networking that occurs and networking opportunities that result from participation by the, by our delegation. Well, and and you know that's one thing that you know a lot of people who are unfamiliar with FIG is by attending these meetings and, and getting involved with FIG. Uh, you can, you have these networking opportunities. I mean, there are people that, because of FIG, have met and uh, got involved with things where um, you know they end up having um, getting uh, jobs and and uh, work you know in in many different parts of the world because of it. Um, I mean, there are, there are a couple American surveyors that have gotten contracts to to do work in South America and Australia and, and Asia. Because of the connections they 
they encountered through through networking through FIG. Yeah, and those networking opportunities kind of run uh, the whole spectrum of collaboration and working working on things together, as well as, like you said, actually looking at work that's out there that might be available to you. And one of the things that I've seen is uh, the networking part that's sort of led up to this whole Young Surveyors thing, where international internships, people were able to arrange those. And, and that, I, from my perspective, that sort of evolved into the Young Surveyors thing to some degree. Yeah, absolutely. In, in fact, we're going to be having a in the second uh, North American Young Surveyors meeting in, in February, February 10th, in conjunction with the Minnesota Society of Professional Surveyors annual conference in, in Minneapolis. And um, they've they just started announcing it, and they've limited it to a to a hundred people, simply because that's the capacity of the room and. They already have 20 people that have signed up, and there's people. They have people signed up from uh, Canada, the U.S., Mexico, Guatemala, Jamaica, um, Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, so it's uh, it's 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 good. It's good good to see that. So, and and we have a lot of uh, good speakers lined up. We have um, well, you're 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 going to be participating, of course. We have. Um, the president of Leica North America, uh, the vice president of Trimble. We have people from NGS, uh, Autodesk, and so on. So yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a very good meeting. Yeah, I, think I would agree. Speaking of meetings, we have four minutes or so left. Let's talk a bit about our our effort toward uh, hosting um, a congress. Sure. Uh, well, you know the last FIG Congress that we had was in 2002 in Washington, and, and it was a great success. We had almost 5,000 people in attendance. Uh, since then, there has not been any FIG working work or Congress in the Western Hemisphere in either North or South America. And the next uh, Congress will be in 2018 in Istanbul. And at that Congress, they'll be asking for bids to host the next Congress, which would be in 2022. And that's something that we're looking at uh, making a bid to the host, which would be you know twenty years after the one that was in Washington. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable that none of those have taken place in in this hemisphere since our last one. No, that's that's right. It's all been in Europe, um, Asia, or Australia, uh, or New Zealand. So, so it's definitely time. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, I would agree, and and I think it's a good opportunity for our listeners and our members in NSPS and surveyors in general to uh, take that opportunity to come and see how that international organization works and and get a chance to uh, be involved in it and perhaps begin some of those networking opportunities. Ab- 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 absolutely, and it's I mean it's it's no different than you know, your networking at your local state meeting. Or, or your regional or, or, or area meetings. I mean, it's, it's a it's a similar thing, and, and it's it's amazing what you can uh, you can get out of it. Oh, I agree, and and I think a lot of people are excited about the the whole young surveyors activity that's going on. Um, you know, I'm involved in an issue with uh, or on a group with with NCWS on the future of surveying, and and they've done a good job in starting to create their own young surveyor groups and becoming part of that and I think it's inevitable that 
as this next generation of surveyors comes along, they're going to be much more broadly active, whether it be nationwide or internationally. So it's a good opportunity. Well, yeah, and it's important to get them involved now because, like you say, they're going to be taking over. So it's better to have them, you know, knowing what to do beforehand. Yeah, and thinking about that year we're looking at, I'm looking at the calendar and looking back when my birthday was, and I'm thinking, I'm going to be a pretty old guy by the time that rolls around. <laughs> well, I think a lot of us will be pretty old guys. Yeah, that's that's for sure. But it doesn't diminish our love for the profession or our interest in in promoting it and perpetuating it and trying to help our young folks understand the collegiality of the profession. That's Absolutely. a little hard sometimes these days when people don't interact personally nearly as much as they used to. So no, that's, that's one of the things I think that's great about this whole Young Surveyors thing is get people actually sitting across the table from each other and having conversations where it is where it is a personal relationship. It's not just through the Internet. Well, and it's also a learning process on both sides. Oh, yeah, with, with without a doubt. And, of course, we struggle as the the elder generation to communicate with the younger generation, whether it's at home or at work. Um, and so I think these opportunities to, to share with each other so that all of us understand that we're really after the same goals. We're after um, seeking to make our profession stronger and to have a place in the world, a, a really important role in the world, uh, and continue to have that role in the world as surveyors. Sure, sure. No, I, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're uh, a minute or so out, so I don't know if you have any sage advice for us before you go. Well, I I think I think the important thing is uh, you can never stop learning, and it, age has nothing to do with with learning. And it, you can learn um, a lot of interesting things. Like I just I just read something the other day that was. Kind of a surprise, but then when you think about it, I guess it's not really such a big surprise. Um, you know, the last time the Chicago Cubs won the World Series was in 1908. Well, today, 99.99% of the people living today weren't alive in 1908, which makes wow. sense. You'd have to be 107 years old. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that's a good way to leave things. It's time for us to go, but thanks so much, John, for being sure. with me okay. today. Okay. Take, Take care. care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.